0: Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. If this is your first time listening, hey, thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week and show notes are found at 805connect.com. Please subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows. The show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman & Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. And thanks to our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, good morning, Mark. Patrick, I'd like you to meet Elena Richardson, and she is from the Fund for Santa Barbara. Mm. Hi, Elena. How are you today? I'm doing well. Yeah? Thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. I'm. Uh, we were talking before we went on about um, my relationship with uh, the Fund for Santa Barbara with a project we did about four or five years ago called uh, NPRN, which was the nonprofit resource network. Our listener knows I'm, I love community and networks and relationships and pulling people together, and that, in fact, this show is part of something called 805 connect mm-hmm. which is exactly meant to do that that
1: makes sense it's only grown and gotten bigger yeah
0: what, what, what is it that you you are the director of grant making there mm-hmm. um, what, what is it you love the most about that
1: what I love the most um, gosh it's probably working with folks on their applications. Applications so, for? For funding at the fund. So we have an activist-led grant-making process.
0: Activist? What is that, that What
1: that means is it's not, so we're a foundation. So we have funding cycles, um, people apply for grants, and we yeah. give out cash grants and technical assistance in the community. And so in my lucky job, um, I get to work with people on their proposals, work with our grant-making committee, um, and, you know, make grants for good work. Um, so what I enjoy most is um, is working with people on their applications. So because people, activists, organizers, community leaders around the county are coming together, they're doing the work of reading the proposals and doing the site visits. Um, and then I get to work with folks on reviewing drafts and reflecting the kinds of questions that may come up. And, um, and it's just lovely work. I'm always learning. And, uh, yeah.
0: So it's not you getting grants for is it you writing grants for the fund or is it you're helping people write their grants to get money from you
1: the the second part yeah got it mm-hmm.
0: and how much do you guys give away a year are you allowed to say
1: i'm allowed to say yes it's uh between 400 and wow that's kind of what we've been averaging
0: and and what's interesting for those we have listeners around the world, but forty six countries. Cool. Right. So there's people who don't know about. Yeah. They've learned a lot through listening, but there's something that's interesting about the fund for Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. and it was in one of your first words. It was activist. Yes. Well, tell me about that, because I don't yeah. think of the word activist and foundation. Well, right. I guess I think of Greenpeace. but I don't really think Uh of others. Uh How does that work for you? How
1: does that work? So for us, the fund was, it came about in 1980 and our founders, so most foundations are started with a big endowment, big pot of invested money. Um, our founders, we, we came from an alternate model of foundation. <clears throat> so they were folks who were activists, organizers, working on different causes. So from Chicano rights, feminist rights, um, environmental justice issues. And they looked around and saw that there wasn't philanthropy resources out there for them. Mm. So they did their homework and we came out of this post-civil rights era. Um, so they wanted to, they, they looked around at different models around the country. And um, and came up with this, this model, which is giving decision-making power to people who are doing work on the ground, the activists' work, the, you know, policy change advocacy work, um, and wanting to give decision-making power to them and, uh, yeah, and make small grants to support that. So our grant started out with a couple thousand bucks. Right. Um, and now uh, and now they've grown to, you know, half a million dollars. And it doesn't sound like that much in the scheme of, like, foundations and grant making, um, but it's to a lot of small grassroots projects. And, you know, some are successful and some aren't. And some have grown into organizations that are doing all the core organizing work locally in our community. And, um, yeah, and we take risk, How many
0: organizations so. do you work with?
1: Oh, goodness. and. Um, ed- You know, so at any given moment, well, we have two things. So we've got grant making and technical assistance. Um, So technical assistance is just the coaching and resources and support that groups need to do their work better. Um, How many groups we work with at any given moment? I've got um, about 100 active grantees. Um, and then we work with you know between two and three hundred groups with our technical assistance work as well
0: so give me the profile of one of those hundred let's pick
1: yeah let's pick one yeah
0: well I want to pick one that's just because I'm thinking of the person who's listening to this yeah who's got this idea but they just don't really know how to get it off the ground
1: right yeah so it's work that comes from the grassroots up Um, so there's you know, and we fund around Santa Barbara County do you want to give me an issue that you want to hear about or uh, do you have an issue that
0: well, uh, social justice
1: Social, sure okay um, that was a softball anything. Yeah. great well there's this group that we've been funding um, it's called poetic justice project and they do theater for folks huh. who have been formerly incarcerated so they are writing performing um, and directing theater um, for the community. So it does a couple things that,
0: So, So yeah. is it, so is it yeah. led, so the, the staff and the actors are all uh, ex-felons?
1: Um, yes, they've all been, we you know, formerly incarcerated. Oh, so. is that the correct term? <laughs> incarcerated. <laughs> formerly okay. incarcerated, okay, got it. Yeah, um, so it does a couple things that, uh, you know, empowers people who have come out of the criminal justice system. Um helps integrate them back into society. It also reduces the stigma around incarceration and educates the public and community who are coming to watch their performances. and um, and it's really it's moving work. And so, so yeah,
0: so that that's a local organization. Yes, they said we need some funding. So two things that you offer right the mm-hmm. the the funding and then technical assistance. Yeah, so give me an example of the technical assistance that group might need.
1: Yeah, so for that particular group, they, They've received funding from us, and they are ready for other sources of funding, bigger sources of funding than we can provide, so um, it's brainstorming other potential funders with them. It's connecting them with folks who may be able to do, you know, we don't ask for big evaluations. We think foundations are notoriously bad at asking for big foundations we're not willing to pay for, Uh, but connecting them with evaluators who do this kind of um, evaluation work. Helping get the word out about their shows and their theater productions, um, inviting them to there was an arts community forum yesterday about you know bringing other bigger national funders funding in arts issues. So just those kinds of you know we're more of an ally in the work. We're not a foundation where it's you know I've heard the term you, you throw the proposal over the castle wall and um, and you kind of cross your fingers and don't get feedback after that. We're very much like pick up the phone, give us a call and. We want to be an ally in the work that you're doing.
0: Well, it's part of. I mean, you want to um, make sure that money makes a difference, mm-hmm. right? It's not you're not just the bank, right? Right, I and mean, it's more than just being the bank, right? He,
1: absolutely, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and Patrick, with because you're so involved in the arts community. <laughs> I was, I was right? at the
2: same symposium. Oh, were you? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. It was a great day. Uh, our mayor, Helene Schneider, uh, did a really great opening song about uh, letting your grass go uh, gold and not watering it. Oh, <laughs> so
0: in, in song form. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's drought advice yeah. in song form. But what was your question? I'm sorry. I well, I'm, I'm just thinking um, because you've been in so involved with the arts locally, have you. I don't think of arts and activists together. Oh, that's too bad.
2: That's You mm-hmm. haven't met the right artists. Um, uh, yeah, but keep going. I'm sorry no, I no, interrupting your question. No, no,
0: it's just, just, just I, I never know where that's going to go, right? Yeah, I just, yeah. um, give me an example of art and activism. I mean, it sounds like I need to go to school on this.
2: Well, I think I think a lot of people have, have struggled with associating uh, contemporary art and, and contemporary art uh, groups and practices with art. Uh, with activism because, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of really great art that's happening inside of the community that that affords that activism. Uh, Youth Interactive down in the Funk Zone is doing a really great job of of, um, bringing together uh, craftspeople and artisans to work with students uh, to make products and then execute those those products into an entrepreneurial program, uh, simultaneously partnering with uh, young uh, mural artists and and, uh, mm. and just just artists who are um, who are looking for a vehicle or someplace to to place their work, uh, and they're creating the murals project. I don't know if you guys were uh, involved in funding that a little bit. We have
1: funded that. Yeah, it's yeah, great work.
2: Yeah, and just I mean that's I think that that any time that, that the arts organ the the, the 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 artist is having an opportunity to to take their work, put it out in public, that has a uh, an opinion that is, uh, an opinion or a meaning that, that, is, that is outside of just beauty, um, then you've got an activist artist.
0: Interesting. Well, now I'm going to look at art differently. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll, take, take, your, of, I'll take you on little tour. Yeah, we'll do a little trip. We'll do <laughs> some Is there, Is there a mural tour of Santa Barbara?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's plenty of self-guided ones. There's a great one that just went up uh, in the funk zone uh, by Topher Chen uh, out of Los Angeles and uh, Youth Interactive was uh, participating along with... Um, uh, a couple different design groups in town, but uh, it's huge. It's right on the on the uh, the old grain silo down in the Funk Zone. Big, giant, beautiful, pink, white, and black geometrical um, uh, mural. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's, cool it came out really nice. But I'm always I'm always engaged um, by these granting organizations that do extend past just reviewing. Like I, I've put in so many grants myself uh, with different organizations. Mm-hmm. So it's so nice to the, the <coughs> feedback thing is unbelievable. Most foundations don't even you know like you said would never respond to feedback about a, a grant application to let that in. What um what have been has, has there been somebody that's asked for something that was just so far outside the norm that you guys had to do it or that oh. was just so <laughs> unusual that it was just like oh we have got to back that it is so absurd.
1: <laughs> oh man, so absurd we have to back that. You know, I think of like the unlikely sort of proposals there was a group that came to us um was 2011, and they were hunters, huh. um, and they were doing a. Uh, you know, they wanted to educate other folks who are hunting on using unleaded bullets. Oh,
2: perfect. Um,
1: because these bullets are, you know, the uh, harming animals. It's a and thing. They, it's a thing. Oh it's yeah, thing.
2: well, because the lead, the lead right. shot, right, they yes. lands in water and or <gasps> like gets left behind.
1: Yeah, so it, it's killing condors. It's killing a oh lot my. of mammals, and it. Um, you know bio accumulates in species and so it um it's really harmful to the environment so you had hunters that are edu- educating other hunters on wow. using unleaded bullets um, because it's killing off their species and yeah. so it's you know gosh the fund for santa barbara is going to support you know a project led by folks who are but that is exactly we fund work that's happening within communities and that they're doing for themselves and educating each other and it's meeting people where they're at and. Um, moving issues forward no matter where they are. And so we're always... It's fascinating because we're always learning about new things. Right. Um, no one's the expert on everything. And, and it's a really... It's such a beautiful process. I Yeah. So before I joined the fund, I worked on campaigns. And I always was familiar with the fund as being like the heart of the progressive community. Um, you know, the, every kind of progressive event or, you know, f- gosh, I don't know, film screening or... It, it's just you'd always see this little Fund for Santa Barbara Mm -hmm. logo. And I'm like, what is that? And then of course I would confuse it with the Santa Barbara Foundation because (laughs) we have ridiculously similar names (laughs) and we're the two community foundations in town. Um, And so it wasn't until I I came on staff in 2012. Um, Jeff Green recruited me. This is awesome. And um, then I just discovered all the different ways that we do our work. And it's, you know, small ways, but it's yeah, anyways, went on a tangent. So
0: tell me, that's no, that's what the show's all about. <laughs> uh, we're renaming it. <laughs> 805 uh, Tangents. Exactly. That's exactly oh. where it, That's the T-shirt that will go with it. Shout
2: out to Jeff Green. He's up at SBCC right now doing a great job. He
0: is running yes, the foundation, is. and good. we've put a call in. We're going to get him on the show. Oh, sure. Woo-hoo. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff's uh, one, of the, one of the good ones. Um, okay. They were sponsoring the Cinema Society with a film festival, and then they also work with the film festival. Tell us about because there's so the Santa Barbara Film Festival for those. Uh, who are not in the area? Yeah. It has gone from you know not even on the list mm-hmm. to one of the top five in the country, mm-hmm. and it's very, the be- it's, it's
2: the top. It's the best film festival.
0: See there you, go. There you there go. go. Yeah. Why Thank would you. we? Yeah.
2: Why would you even Fine. hedge that? Of
0: course, it's I'm the not going to hedge it. In the and, and we had Roger on the show, and that was a, a really great show. If you want, you go listen to Roger talk. But there's yeah. there, I think you saw an opportunity with the films that were being made, Mm -hmm. to be able to showcase them. And so uh, typically the opening night Mm -hmm. of the film festival, you do a big mixer, and then Mm -hmm. you sponsor a sidebar. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so we actually aren't continuing that partnership anymore. (laughs) So tell me what that looks
0: like. (laughs) (laughs) So see, that's...
1: (laughs) That's so last year. Uh. Um, (laughs) But you did that for a while. We did, we did. We've had that partnership for, gosh, 15, 16 years. That's what I thought. It, it, yeah, we sponsored the Social Justice Documentary Award. We hosted a reception for all the filmmakers um, of those documentaries. And um, it was a wonderful partnership. And we're not continuing it Well, anymore.
0: there's, there's an, a, an example of art and activism. Yes, that, it is. Sure. Right, right. Full there's, circle. There's yeah. a perfect yeah, no. one. Look at that. Yes. Um Tell me what it was <clears throat> you, in, in learning more about you, you worked at Hannah Beth's office. Hannah Beth's been on the show. And you've, um, I'm curious yeah. what it was in that, that helped you do become this you know, advocate here in the region. What was it, what did hmm. you learn there?
1: So I, I worked on a bunch of political campaigns. Um, so yeah, that kind of got me embedded in the community. So when I was at UCSB, so I like most people came to Santa Barbara for college. And um, didn't
0: I didn't want to leave.
1: Didn't want to leave or did want to leave and left and came back. Uh, Um, It's a really special, special place. Um, So when I was at UCSB, I got an internship with DOS's office, and then that turned into working in the mayor and council's office part-time as a staff assistant and then working on a bunch of campaigns. And and Hannah state senate races were, were a couple of those. Um it just there's there's incredible people in this community who have been here for a really long time and are really dedicated to making it better. Um and so I get to interact with a lot of those folks um through my work at the fund still and um and yeah. Um so it gave me this, you know, overview of all the different kinds of work that are happening. Um and through the fund I've been able to see a bigger, you know, Santa Barbara County is what we fund there and so it's just fascinating what's happening and Santa Maria, Guadalupe, Cuyama, Lompoc, mm-hmm. all of these communities that are, you know, more spread out. And, um, yeah, so, yeah.
0: So sitting at the center of those, when you mm-hmm. said there's, a, there's a hundred of them, yeah. um, yeah. what are the, are they mostly, I'm thinking of size now, right? Yeah. Are they, are they Lots of small projects, or and and that's really where you f- that's a sweet spot for you is kind of getting them going. Mm-hmm. Do you see them at the early part of their their life?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of seed funding and startup funding. But that's not all we do. We also, if a project is within a larger institution like UCSB, but it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, what is that? Um, so we will fund, you know, st- we fund, have a long history of funding um, student activist-led work um, within larger institutions as well. Um, gosh, most recently we served as the fiscal sponsor, um, you know, the, the, well, whatever, fiscal umbrella for the Isla Vista self-governance study. So oh, that's a, nice. that was a project where we convened all of the stakeholders, a diverse group of stakeholders from, you know, property owners to... Long-term residents, um, students, uh, you know, folks from UCSB and City College and beyond, and um, and Nancy Weiss, our associate director, really led that effort to you know bring together people and uh, look at different governance options in Isla Vista and so.
2: Is that moving forward? Is that wh- it's n- on
1: it's on the ballot for November.
2: Interesting. Isla Vista is a one square mile sitting next to University of California Santa Barbara, uh, that I spent a little bit of time at as well. And it is the one of the most densely populated places in the country. Yeah, it uh, is per square it, foot, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but but it is uh, ungoverned. It has no it has no government of its own. And, and so it's exciting to hear uh, that somebody is stepping forward because for years there's been that call of like, how are we going to get, there's, you know, 20,000 kids living in one square mile and they don't have any kind of voice uh, in, their, in their governance. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. yeah.
0: We had, we had um, a conversation about student activism, right? Remember we, from Loa Tree, he was mm-hmm. here talking about what it was like being an activist because we're really one of the things interesting is like when does when do you know that you're an activist (laughs) like what what how do you know that Mm -hmm. and and I think it's like is it when you're 12 or is it when you're in high school and some injustice happens and you're gonna you know rage against the machine you know Uh or whatever it is I don't I don't know what's a, a what's the youngest group that you support Huh. I've come and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, kids, come back when. you... Kindergartners
2: for peace. <laughs> uh, they have a bake so not bombs. It's really. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, gosh, the youngest. Fu- so we've got a couple grant making programs. We have our Youth Making Change, which is a teen led philanthropy program. So they're funding work um, that's led by teens in, in the community. Um, so, yeah, we fund a lot of high school high school students led projects. Um, yeah through the fund i would say through our general fund cycles it's college age students is probably most. i'm going to think having their having
0: it together enough to fill out an application doing i mean do all of that so when you when you say with the high school so Mm -hmm. that's working with established programs that are already at the schools and you help underwrite those?
1: You know, it's student clubs, but then it's also just youth who are getting together to do a mural project on the west side, or, you know, mm. it's, yeah, it's a, it's a mix.
2: What are your tips and tricks to successful grants? Like, what are those, oh, tips and tricks. you know, the things oh. you're always uh, yeah. uh, supporting people with? Hey, if you wanna like really,
1: uh-huh. Um, you know, we always say if you talk to one foundation, you talk to one foundation. So every foundation is very different. But for us, um, because folks are being reviewed by their peers, it's just saying things in as few words as possible. Mm, um, be uh, really use be, less words. Use less words. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, be really clear about you know who's doing what. Um, have clear budgets. Uh, Get feedback from a program officer in advance. You know, send us a draft. Check in with you in advance. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do application workshops, so we encourage people to come and you know bring your questions and let us review drafts. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you feel about proofreaders? Those are helpful. Those are helpful. Yes, they're good. I feel good. Do you
2: throw out an application if it's if it's if it's got uh, too many misspellings or grammatical errors? No,
1: again, we're we're working with grassroots folks, so we're used to that. White out it up. We get handwritten applications. Ooh, Um, oh yeah, old school. Old school.
0: Those sound beautiful, actually. We still have a fax
1: machine. We still
0: use a fax fax
1: machine. (laughs) I know. I know. That's amazing. Is it it twenty
0: twelve, Patrick?
2: Yeah, that's that's fancy. We're
1: in the 70s basement here. It's so
2: uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's very retro. Yes. That's yes. holding cool. it down. Yeah. Just, you know. Analog. Analog grant
0: right. Well you know, I was just thinking, um, I, our listener knows I'm a TEDx organizer. Yeah. Do TEDx <laughs> Santa Barbara That's great. and I'm I'm interested in finding someone who wants to run TEDx Youth Santa Barbara. Mm. I don't That's I don't have exciting. the bandwidth I don't have the bandwidth to do it. This Uh, The person who's listening to the show, who knows when they're listening to it, but um, as it turns out, this weekend is TEDxYouth, which is a national, they'll broadcast from Brooklyn, uh, a show great, uh, it'll be a great curated show, probably a dozen speakers, and then youth organizations around the country Uh will... Uh, simulcast that they'll come together and simulcast that and then some have done started with a simulcast one year and then said well we really want to have our own live speakers Uh so they then bring live speakers on Uh so as the license holder for TEDx Santa Barbara I'm looking for someone who wants to step up and say I want to be the executive producer for that and get live speakers and kids and adults and think about um
2: I'm never going to watch that
0: you would never watch no, that. I'll tell you why. Let me well, tell said, you
2: why. I wanna hear. Watching a ten year old with a successful three million dollar business <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like and a list of sixteen more businesses they want to start or ideas or ways to like like save the planet is just gonna make me at forty one feel a little bit like maybe I'm I don't know, maybe just not quite in the game. I'm ten and I just
0: developed a project that will save the oceans. There was an 18-year-old who built a nuclear fission device in a garage. There you go. Right? That that kid. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. sat next to him at TED in Long Beach. And I was like, okay, you're freaking me out, kid. Um, But I am seriously looking. And that sounds like something that if someone were to do that, they could write a proposal, come to the fund and say this is the kind of thing where the fund would help. We Theoretically, certainly
1: talk about that. Yeah. yeah, and that's exciting, and we can brainstorm folks who yeah, could yeah. potentially lead it locally. The, I
0: would, I would love to hear that because it's um, if I take on one more thing, I'm going to explode. But no, it's something that, that. that could totally find a niche here in Santa Barbara and have some longevity. So mm-hmm. the 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 we did it once, and the problem was the kid. It's because it needs to be all kid run, uh-huh. and the kids leave. Yeah, or yeah. they get they. Attention deficit, like oh, I'm yeah, gonna go do, like, go to
1: school or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Do
2: like, these other things, God. manage their own small businesses and <laughs> what, <invent laughs> stuff. What are the innovations that are coming along in grant funding? Like, I mean, when when we look at in the last couple of years, technology has, has been mm-hmm. able to present like Kiva loans, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, Indiegogo and these self-funding mm-hmm. uh, situations that have really just changed the way that, that people execute projects. Mm-hmm. Is there is there anything on the horizon that you're excited about finally arriving that will like free you up or allow you to do some kind of uh, of granting in a different way than you've done it in the past or, or are you sticking with the fax machine and it's just like <laughs> and like idea is everything and so you're just like the idea is the most important thing and and well technology's not really going to, to I'm, I'm just looking for something to help you is there something out there that's going to make it easier for you
1: you know I <laughs> our grant making process is super grassroots and I really love that it's accessible to people who you know, have access to computers or don't have access to computers, to monolingual Spanish speakers or not. Um, I'm, I'm kind of at a place where I think we just, you know, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. There's a lot of big other crowdfunding kind of um, tools out there. Um, for me, what do I want? I want us to raise more money so we mm-hmm. can give out more money. There's more groups that are meeting our you know, priorities and guidelines and that our grant making committee is excited about um, that we're not able to fund. So, mm-hmm. you know, we need a, to rise to that and, and meet those needs. And um, and yeah, we could totally use more efficient tools to do <laughs> our work, um, which is like an online application process. Oh, and yeah. so working on it, working on it. But, you know, we're a small, small grassroots organization. We're super lean and you know super resourceful. And, and you know, now some of our, a lot of our grantees are outgrowing us. And so we need to catch up you know, internally to kind of meet that
0: as well. Nice. How many people? How many staff?
1: We have six staff.
0: Well, that yes. sounds like a lot.
1: It's the <laughs> biggest that we've ever been uh, yeah. by far. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, it is.
0: One of the things we like to talk about is, yeah. um, we, I like to understand, <laughs> is um, what well, we call it, the show, we call it the dragon on the show. But mm-hmm. what are the, like in every great story, you've got to have a dragon, you know, typically maybe buried under gold. I like that the dragon in, uh, in Lord of the Rings. But, uh, w- what's the big dragon for these people that they've got this idea and they've got some funding, they've got a little bit of seed funding. What are the thing that they need to look out for when you're advising them? And it's like, mm-hmm. you look at them and you go, they have no idea this is coming. What is that big, this That big dragon?
1: Gosh, well, opposition is real, um, and depending on what you're working on...
0: Opposition. Yeah. To your idea. Yeah. Right, because you're an activist. Right. Right? So people who agree violently against you, disagree violently.
1: Yes, and often who have a lot more resources than you do. So we'll, you know, look at folks who are fighting for... um, mobile homeowners rights and protecting one of the last frontiers of affordable housing in our community and
2: have you this (coughs) is this is you just you just I love that one (laughs) what um what what's going on with that right now how are you guys supporting that or and where do you guys stand on that or what is your
1: yeah so we have a long history of supporting um organizers working on mobile homeowner rights and it's you know as I said it's know, yeah, in, in Santa Barbara, affordable housing—we all know how, what kind of crisis situation we're in. So f- these are folks um, who would otherwise be homeless if they didn't have this housing. Um, so advocating for um, folks' rights to to their own property. So um, in Goleta, uh they recently had a win. And these are like David and Goliath type battles, yeah, yeah. Um, where people who own uh, mobile home parks are, are very wealthy individuals, and these are this is just one small part of their you know portfolio and um, so our grantees are advocating for, you know, city councils to adopt protections for um, residents of mobile homeowners. So if their park is bought and sold, um, they they have rights. They, you know, I think before there was a policy where they could be relocated within a hundred miles of the park, mm. um, and uh, and that's that, that's quite far from people's families and sure, work and all sure. of that.
2: Um. I think that a lot of different educations have shown us that abstinence doesn't necessarily isn't the isn't the, the best uh, form for fixing problems that, mm-hmm. that our community is having. And yeah. and they uh, city council just passed an ordinance unanimously uh, that said that oversized vehicles can't be parked yeah, on the streets of Santa heartbreaking. Barbara. Heartbreaking and also just it's never going to stand as an erroneous terrible like like they they were attempting to solve what was a perceived problem inside of the community and the way in which they did it mandates that any vehicle that is over 25 feet long or 82 inches tall or 80 inches wide can't park on this on the city streets of Santa Barbara ever
0: at at any time of day
2: right do you know what else
0: is 82 inches tall well, U- I'm 72 inches tall. <laughs> You're pretty so. close.
2: It's six foot ten. That's every UPS truck, every mail truck, every beer delivery truck, every bread delivery truck, what? every commercial vehicle. Uh, almost every commercial vehicle rises above 82 inches. Not only that, but every vehicle with a bike rack on it, with a fuel with a fuel uh, storage container on top of it, um, or just uh, you know any vehicle that that has an antenna. That rises above 82 inches would be considered under underneath this ordinance an oversized vehicle, and so that I think is a huge mistake. And my other huge, just for one moment, wow. because I Jeez. never, Jeez. I never, wow. I never take this soapbox moment, but you I would like to see so well it. You're so well informed. I, I, this is a very near and dear uh, to my heart. Um, and uh, you are taking 110, give or take, people uh, or, or or families. And you are saying, let's downsize you into a vehicle that no longer has an operating sanitary system that you can dump regularly and put put, put away cleanly. Um, and instead saying, let's move you into a van that fits inside of the parameters of, of a non-oversized vehicle. They no longer have the same cooking facility. They no longer have the same bathroom facility that they had inside of the mobile home, uh, the motorhome. And so that, that puts 110 families into uh, a worse situation than they had simply because the aesthetics that, that we mm, don't appreciate mm, in this town mm, is that is it somebody in an oversized vehicle it doesn't solve anything
1: patrick i'm going to talk to you about being on a grant making committee
0: okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. drop. i don't know where we go from that but um that's the editor feeling no, but I mean, it,
0: but but that's kind of the point when someone is wants to take an yeah. activist role in something yeah. and they say hold it i want to be more than just you know, we have a podcast, so we have a voice, right? We can get oh. our we can get our message out. But someone who doesn't, or yeah. someone who wants to fight, yeah. and we were talking about yeah. dragons and opposition, yeah. right? So yeah. the biggest thing coming at you is going to be opposition. Right. It's not like I'm I'm a, I have a non nonprofit that's <coughs> about um, after school daycare mm-hmm. or music and <laughs> arts or yeah. things, or it's a health related one. It's no, I'm going to actually going to go make people uncomfortable because I want to make. A difference. I want to change stuff. That's kind of your, the sweet spot of the people you go for, isn't it?
1: It's lovely. Yeah, it's people who are taking on big issues, and b- they're taking on oil. They're taking on like big, right. big, you know, farm worker issues. Taking on ag. Like these are, it's David and Goliath battles. Yeah. Right. And because so,
2: yeah. if it was an if it was a fair fight, they wouldn't need you. Right. Yeah. They need you. Yeah.
1: So it's lovely. We've got on December 5th, I'm going to make a plug. Um, On December 5th, we have our grand awards party. It's going to be in Santa Maria. Um, And it's going to be all of our fall grantees um, getting up with the microphone and talking about their work. And it's a lot of folks who have never held a microphone before. It's, (laughs) you know, and (laughs) they're educating the community on what's happening in our community right now and what they're working on. And it's I always just like get my inspiration and my heart just like filled up and. Um, and uh, yeah so they'll be on December 5th
0: and so, so I'm, I'm thinking okay. of the um, we'll put that in the show notes yay we talk about technical assistance one of the things we talk a lot about is communications and public speaking and all of that and mm-hmm. I've got to imagine that that's a challenge what kind of support do you give them for that? Do you have workshops?
1: Absolutely. That? So Gary Clark is our director of capacity building, and he leads um, the scheduling out of all of these workshops that we do in the community. We bring out trainers on how you can safely um, engage in advocacy and lobbying around an election cycle. So there's nice. a lot of lobbying and advocacy we can do as nonprofits, um, like supporting weighing in on ballot measures and propositions. And um, you know, that we don't take advantage of. And can we imagine what public discourse would look like if everyone at a nonprofit voted and, and used that you know, voice that, that we have? Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain things that we have to stay away from. We can't weigh in on electeds one way or the other. Um, so anyways, we do a lot of um, electoral uh, education. Um, we do trainings on fundraising, strategic planning, um, how to effectively use social media, um, all, all that good stuff that we all wrestle with, as nonprofits.
0: And that's all free.
1: Um, it's it's uh, heavily subsidized due to partnerships with the Santa Barbara Foundation, McCune Foundation, and other foundations. Um, but everything we do, and this is the really unique, cool thing about the fund as well, as uh, it's all sliding fee scale. Um, so we don't want anyone to be turned away for lack of funds, and um, it really is pay what you can. It's, you know, like $25 kind of fees to attend workshops. Right. Um, before I joined staff, I would attend workshops on, you know, grant writing or whatever, and I, you know, it just really is pay what you can.
2: My advocacy would be that um, every single workshop you go to is uh, better, more interesting. and makes you a better person than every single Netflix you've ever watched.
0: Wow. Yet another T-shirt.
2: <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always harassing people. I'm just like, well, you know what? You can stay home and watch a screen tonight or you can come out and have a conversation. So Meet
0: some new people. Yeah, and you learn know? something.
2: No, no, no. Just sit at home. Just, just watch a screen. Enjoy that. Yeah. I'll be making friends.
0: Yes, we'll be, I love we'll it. be making I memories. love that. Yeah. Well, let's activate people to yeah. do that. Um, Elena, thank yes. you so much for, we're boom, just like that. It happens. We're, it ha- shook Boom. Especially when the <laughs> editor
2: gets all loudmouth about MOLO.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's No, that's... Great, uh,
1: that just happened. I'm, I appreciate you speaking uh, up to that.
0: And um, how do people find the fund?
1: Well, um, you find us by going to our website, fundforsantabarbara.org. You find us by calling our office, 962- nine one six four um you can email us reach out to us we're happy to chat and uh the fax
2: sure. line can we get the fax line yeah.
1: <laughs> no so if <laughs> someone no. so
0: if someone is in another <laughs> country and yeah. they're inspired by this thinking boy I'd, i would like to start something like this so let's not just go get money but i there of means Mm-hmm. and they would like to start a fund like this in their community to be able mm-hmm. to support, they could contact you and get Absolutely. some tips and tricks on how to do that.
1: We are not proprietary over our, you know, tools and everything that we have to do what we do, and um, we would love to get this started all over. I mean, there's a lot of different foundations like us around the country as well, so we can definitely connect folks if, uh, you know, you want. the. If you go on the funding exchange, um, there's online, there's a community of other foundations that we have like us around the country as well. well yeah,
0: it's very specifically around <coughs> activism and yep. wanting to make a change. And, Progressive and, foundations
1: that are community led. Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the things that we do at the very end of the show is we like to give a title to this conversation. Mm. And uh, you get first dibs on that. What would we call this? Yeah, and by the way, I wanted to say you're uh, you're a great writer because <laughs> I'm going to guess you wrote your summary on LinkedIn and I read a lot of these for our guests. This is very well written, just so you know that. Thank just you. Says, yeah, right. It, not everybody can write and uh he did a great job. So <laughs> I was think looking forward to this part that you were you are gonna give us like this awesome title. Oh, so now you just set yeah, me up yeah, for yeah, No, I totally fans. did that. No, on that. purpose. Right. So we call this. What should we call this? So when so, I mean, the Google, somebody's googling a question and the answer is
1: Oh
0: funding social change
1: That's good. Funding social no. change in Santa Barbara County. But I'm not change. I'm not allowed to
0: give the title, so it's I just that was just kind of get you going there. Funding
1: activists give. in Santa Barbara County. I like that. Funding. What funding activism? Funding change. Change not charity. That's our that's our motto. That's change our tagline.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that, that I stole that one. I'm much. stealing all of them. You should. No, I'm not as good no. on the spot. I it's need to. I need to write it. I need to look at it again. That it I need you need to come to
0: improv on Wednesday nights, Santa Barbara Improv. You can find us. I it's did that open. once. So it was really fun. Did it's you? so much. fun But I fun. hear the first
1: time you do it, it's the most fun, and then if you go back, you realize how bad you are at it.
0: It's a and practice. And then the third time
2: you go back, you're, like, you're like, "Oh my God! All, all oh,
0: these other terrible. people suck, and I'm great. Oh, what right, are they doing here?" Yeah, it's a roller coaster, roller coaster. ride. Awesome. Um, you should try it's, it. And specifically from a business skills perspective, yeah. um, there are there are the people who like think on their feet. Boom, boom, boom. and You're like, oh, "I wish I could do that." Oh. Guess what? That's a muscle you can develop. Mm. You totally can. And it's a skill I'm talking about <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's Hope you had a good time. We did. Fun. And uh, I want to also thank, again, California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and & Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this great place to be able to have this show. If you're interested in partnering with our podcast, send us a note to partner at 805connect.com. So, Patrick, someone who um, heard about this show from the fund, through a newsletter or something like that.
2: Dig back through our archive. There are tons of other shows where I don't stand on a soapbox. Feel free to uh, pick one of those out by one of the clever titles that our guests have uh, invented and designed for themselves. Rate, write, review, subscribe. Get your mother subscribed. Uh, Oh, Mom. She misses you. Oh. I've called her four times this week. I Did feel you? like I'm I'm very above board. Uh, I, I didn't call your mom. I called my mom. But um, feel free
0: to... You'd uh, need Houdini to call my that's mom. That's true.
2: Well, I've... I, yeah, you've done can, that, too. <laughs> we've done the seance on October <laughs> yes. 31st. Yes. Uh, but anyway, uh, take this phone as soon as this po- this podcast is almost over. And just as soon as it's over, just you know, unplug those headphones and dial your mom's number. She's waiting for you.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that. So I would love to hear from you as well. So uh, if you've got a question or an idea for a guest for an upcoming show, drop me a line at mark at 805connect.com. And until next time... This is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.